Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 27th of November. More than 43,000 new COVID-19 cases were recorded in the last 24 hours, taking India's total tally to above 93 lakhs or 9.3 million. A few short of 500 people died due to the virus yesterday, pushing the country's death toll to 1 lakh 35,715. The total number of active coronavirus cases in India crossed the 4.5 lakh mark for the first time after 9 days yesterday. According to the health ministry, about 70% of total active cases in India are contributed by 8 states, namely Maharashtra, Kerala, Delhi, Rajasthan, UP, Karnataka, West Bengal and Chhattisgarh. States like Rajasthan, Gujarat, Haryana, Chhattisgarh and Himachal Pradesh, which were recording fewer cases, are witnessing a sudden spike, giving rise to apprehensions about a second wave in the nation. Many states have adopted localized restrictions including night curfews and doubled fines for not wearing masks and crowding. Meanwhile, Delhi High Court yesterday said it is now for the government of National Capital Territory of Delhi or GNCTD to take a call as to whether night curfew should be imposed in the city or other measures need to be adopted to contain the massive surge in the capital. Thousands of farmers were finally allowed to enter Delhi today to carry out their Delhi Chalo protest against the center's three new and contentious farm laws. The center decided to let them carry out peaceful protests at the Sant Nirankari grounds in northwest Delhi. However, this only comes after they clashed with the police at the Delhi Haryana border this morning with the police using water cannons and tear gas on them despite the cold weather. Police officers cited coronavirus rules to stop the angry farmers. Some protesters were also seen throwing stones as large groups pressed against barricades waving flags and sticks. Many farmers were injured and had to be taken to nearby hospitals. Even yesterday, farmers clashed with the police on a bridge just outside Haryana as tear gas and water cannons were used to push them back. According to reports, farmers from six states, Uttar Pradesh, Haryana, Uttarakhand, Rajasthan, Kerala and Punjab were heading to Delhi for a protest planned for months. The farmers claim 500 organizations are part of the protest. Meanwhile, the Aam Aadmi Party government in Delhi denied Delhi police permission to convert nine city stadiums into temporary jails to detain the protesting farmers. Delhi Home Minister Satyendra Jain in a statement supported the demands of the farmers and said, and I quote, "Putting farmers in jails is not a solution. Protesting in a non-violent manner is a constitutional right. People cannot be put in jails for this." Unquote. While the center claims the new laws will reform the agricultural sector and improve farmer earnings, farmers and opposition parties allege that the laws will deprive the farmers of guaranteed minimum price or MSP for their produce and leave them at the mercy of powerful corporates. The three farm bills which bring in sweeping reforms in India's agricultural sector were bulldozed through parliament a few months ago. This as we all saw happened while farmers and opposition parties held widespread protests saying the reforms would be a death knell for India's agriculture sector. And now with another round of protests against the new laws you must probably be wondering are these farm bills good or bad are the reforms to the agriculture sector proposed by the Modi government beneficial to farmers or are they harmful Resident Parliament nerd Meghna Des explained what the reforms are all about and how they will affect farmers in his explainer Check it out on newslaundry.com. The Supreme Court while explaining its rationale for granting bail to Arnab Goswami in an abetment to suicide case said criminal law should not become a weapon for selective harassment of citizens. 
Justices D.Y. Chandrachud and Indira Banerjee lamented that the Bombay High Court had failed to establish whether or not there was a prima facie case under Section 306 of the Indian Penal Code against the Republic TV editor before denying him bail. The bench in its statement said, and I quote, The specific case of the appellant is that he has been targeted because his opinions on his television channel are unpalatable to authority. Whether the appellant has established a case for quashing the FIR is something on which the High Court will take a final view when the proceedings are listed before it, but we are clearly of the view that in failing to make even a prima facie evaluation of the FIR, the High Court abdicated its constitutional duty and function as a protector of liberty. Unquote. They further added, and I quote again, Our courts must ensure that they continue to remain the first line of defence against the deprivation of the liberty of citizens. Deprivation of liberty even for a single day is one day too many. Unquote. Goswami was arrested for allegedly abetting the suicide of interior designer Anvay Naik and spent a week in judicial custody before the Supreme Court granted him interim bail on November 11th, two days after the Bombay High Court had denied it. If you'd like to know more about the case against Anam Goswami, my colleague Pratip Goyal in his report delved into the abetment case and why was it reopened after it was closed by the very same Raigad police over a year ago. He analyzes the claims of the victim's family and the police's handling of the case and goes on to highlight the irregularities. To find out, go to newslaundry.com and read the detailed report titled The 2018 Case Against Anab Goswami Why Was It Reopened and What Does It Say? Listeners, this is what you're offered when you pay to keep news free, a non-partisan platform that doesn't cater to agendas. So if you think we're doing a good job, please hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees. We survive solely on your support because as you probably know, we are 100% free of advertisements. A special NIA court has questioned prison authorities for not sending a report on the application filed by jailed activist Dr. Anand Teltumre for home food. Teltumre had moved an application for home food in late August where he had also mentioned his health issues. The court had directed the superintendent of Taloja jail to submit a report and also take him for a medical checkup. The prison authorities were asked to submit a reply by September 4th. The prison, however, failed to file a report on the plea before the special court. Unhappy with the prison's lax attitude, the court observed in a court, a number of matters this court has observed that whenever a report is called for either from the superintendent of Taloja Central Prison or Mumbai Central Prison, they do not bother to submit timely reports. Resultantly, it compels the court to keep such application pending for want of reports from the prison authorities. Hence, the superintendent of Taloja Central Prison and Mumbai Central Prison are directed to submit the reports on fixed dates, else this court will be constrained to initiate action for not following the orders of the court. Tail Tumde, an engineer and an IIM graduate, was a teacher at IIT Kharagpur and at the Goa Institute of Management. He was arrested after the Supreme Court refused to grant him protection. On April 14th, Tail Tumde surrendered before NIA in Mumbai. NIA had said it needed to probe Tail Tumde's alleged links with the banned outfit Communist Party of India or CPI Maoist. According to the prosecution, Tail Tumde delivered a provocative presentation and speeches on December 31st, 2017 during an event at Shaniwarwara in Pune, which led to the violence at Bhima Koregao in January 2018. In other related news, Father Stan Swami, the 83-year-old tribal rights activist arrested last month over his alleged involvement in the Bhima Koregao case, will have to wait till at least next Friday for winter clothes along with a straw and a sipper cup 
that he needs as a Parkinson's disease patient. The National Investigation Agency or the NIA has filed a reply to Swami's petition seeking the return of the straw and sipper confiscated during his arrest. The NIA told a special court in Pune that it did not take them. After the agency's response, the special court rejected Father Stan Swami's application and the activist has moved a fresh application seeking permission to use a straw and a sipper and winter clothes inside the jail. The court has sought the response of the jail authorities and adjourned the matter till December 4th. Earlier this month, the NIA which arrested Mr. Swami from his residence in Ranchi on October 8th had sought 20 days' time to respond to his request for the straw and sipper. A day after Trinamool Congress or TMC leader and West Bengal Transport Minister Suvendu Adhikari resigned as chairman of the Hooghly River Bridge Commission or HRBC, he has also submitted his resignation as the Transport Minister and Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee's government. The TMC MLA was also in charge of the Department of Irrigation and Waterways. West Bengal Governor Jagdeep Dhankar wrote on Twitter that Suvendu Adhikari's resignation letter from office as minister addressed to CM Mamta Banerjee has been forwarded to him. Governor Dhankar said, and I quote, the issue will be addressed from a constitutional perspective, unquote. Now let's move on to the international updates. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 60.8 million people and killed over 1.4 million according to Johns Hopkins University. Over 38.9 million people have recovered from the infection. The coronavirus vaccine developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca will undergo a new global trial as questions remain of the claims whether it could protect up to 90% of the people. Sir John Bell, Oxford's Regius Professor of Medicine and the UK government's Life Sciences Advisor, on Thursday, rejected claims that the previous trial had not been properly conducted. The professor said, and I quote, we weren't cooking this up as we went along, unquote, adding that the full peer-reviewed data would likely to be published in the Lancet Medical Journal this weekend. Meanwhile, the UK government has asked its independent drugs regulator to study the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine as part of the formal approval process. Germany's lockdown light is likely to go on into the new year, as Angela Merkel said the country would have to live with restrictions for the foreseeable future and her chief of staff said some restrictions would stay in place into March. The German chancellor and the heads of the country's 16 federal states thrashed out an agreement on Wednesday to extend and tighten measures against coronavirus, with rules eased over the Christmas holidays to let people celebrate together. Under the lockdown rules agreed on Wednesday, bars and restaurants will remain open only for takeaway while nurseries, schools and shops will remain open. From 1st December, private gatherings will be limited to 5 adults, with that number rising to 10 over Christmas. People are asked to avoid social contact for a week before visiting family at Christmas. Meanwhile, according to Seoul's intelligence agency, North Korean hackers unsuccessfully tried to disrupt South Korea's efforts to develop a coronavirus vaccine. South Korean MPs told a press briefing on Friday details of the attempted sabotage uncovered by the National Intelligence Agency. The revelation came after Microsoft said early this month that hackers working for the Russian and North Korean governments had tried to break into the networks of seven pharmaceutical companies and vaccine researchers in Canada, France, India, South Korea and the United States. Three French police officers have been suspended after a video emerged of them beating up a black music producer in Paris, triggering renewed anger against security forces who were seen violently breaking up a migrant camp earlier this week. The CCTV footage published online shows the police kicking, punching and beating the man named Mikhail with their batons. 
Mikkel was initially stopped for not wearing a face mask. Police charged the producer with violence and resisting arrest, but prosecutors dismissed the charges and instead started an investigation against the officers. According to French news channel BFM TV, President Emmanuel Macron said he was very shocked by the images. The European Union's parliament on Thursday accused Poland's government of improperly influencing a court that has imposed an almost complete ban on abortion, Reuters reports. The European Parliament said this showed that the rule of law in the country had collapsed. Hundreds of thousands of protesters have come out on the streets of Poland to demonstrate against an October ruling of the country's constitutional tribunal that tightened the country's already restrictive abortion laws. The top court had ruled out last month that the abortion in cases of anomalies among fetuses is unconstitutional. The EU Parliament passed a resolution in the matter with 455 votes in favour, 145 against and 71 members abstained from voting. A majority of European politicians who debated on abortion rights in Poland expressed solidarity with protesters. Dutch MEP Samira Rafale also pledged to join them in this battle till the very end. She said and I quote, To the women of Poland I would like to say, we are standing right next to you and we will join you in this battle till the very end. Unquote. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. On NL Hafta, News Laundry's Abhinandan Sekri, Meraj Dilon and Raman Kirpal are joined by Chitra Subrabanyam, journalist and co-founder of the News Minute, and Smita Prakash, editor-in-chief of ANI. The panel discusses the recent developments around COVID vaccines, the state of the media today, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as an alternative to Trump and a lot more. Here's a snippet from the episode. That's the only thing that will work, the vaccine. Because uh, like you said, uh, you know, families are like, hum to karenge, hum karenge. I'm like, I'll be the first to stand in line to get a vaccine. I want this done and over with. And I have more faith in scientists. Maybe misplaced, we'll get to know about that when it happens. Even if the vaccine comes like soon, it's not going to be a magic bullet for the pandemic. It's not like the vaccine comes today and the pandemic is over the, in the next two months. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a slow walk out of the pandemic. But one, I think one advantage which you also pointed out, which there is for India is it's pretty much the pharmacy of the world. So once it acquires the vaccine, because it has that capacity to produce, like mass produce it, that should help it. But I mean, it's, it remains to be seen whether that infrastructure is leveraged. There has to be that will to leverage that infrastructure. Listeners, I would like to also remind you that NL Hafta will only be available free of cost till the first week of December. After that, it will become subscriber-only content like it has always been. So if you enjoyed listening to Hafta in the last couple of months, be sure to subscribe to newslaundry.com to get your weekly Hafta podcast. That's all I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.